Welcome back to the Be Free Show, where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Lureda Roshke. I'm your host, and I'm excited about the Word of God today. We've been speaking about dreams and purpose. We've been, we talked about Jesus's purpose uh, and Satan's purpose, and Joseph, who was a man of purpose, who was an example for us. And uh, we've been talking about holding on to your dreams, holding on to your purpose. Don't be jealous of anybody else's. Don't be in competition. There's no need because what you've got, nobody else does. What you can do the way you do it, there's nobody else can do it. See, God takes a portion of his glory and he puts it in us for his glory and so that we can minister. And so the way that I sing or teach or preach is not going to be like anybody else. The way that you teach school, the way that you uh raise your children, whatever it is, you know, it's not always just the traditional, what people consider traditional ministry of preaching or teaching or, or song, anything you do in life, if you do what you're called to do and it, it, you are serving the Lord, it's, you are ministering. It's your gift. And don't, don't you ever belittle it. Don't belittle it because God is doing something great and wonderful in your life. Praise the name of Jesus. So we talked about Joseph who dreamed a dream and he told his brothers, and they got mad. <laughs> they envied him, and they couldn't even speak peaceably to him. His father says, what, did, what does this dream mean? What is this dreaming that you dreamed? That, well, are we going to bow down to you? His brothers envied him, but his father observed the saying. I love that. We parents, when our children tell us something, we really need to listen. We need to tuck that in our heart and say, hmm. Because it like, sometimes it will just like ring true in your spirit. And so I think that's what happened with... Uh, Jacob, is it wrong true in his spirit that, oh, hmm, let me, let's, see, let's see what God is doing there. And so we need to listen to our kids when they're telling us because God's speaking to them. Mm-hmm. God deals with them. He says he gives them dreams and visions that's, too. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. So Joseph is sent out by his father to go to the field where his brothers are. They're working in the fields, and here's what they say. Behold, this dreamer comes. <laughs> I can just see them shaking their head. Look, the dreamer is coming. We shall see what becomes of his dreams. You know what? People are looking to see what becomes of your dreams. I believe down deep in their heart that they want to see if it comes to pass. They want to see if, if, if God's really going to do it, if you're going to really cooperate with God and get an agreement into it. So they're saying, ah, here he comes, the dreamer. Listen, I'm a dreamer too. Here I come. Here I come with my dreams. It doesn't make sense. It makes no sense in the natural for me in this ministry to do what we're doing, money-wise, education-wise, great skill or talent or ability. It does not make sense. But I can tell you what doesn't make sense, God. Because God said, do it. Mm -hmm. So here we are. So behold, this dreamer comes. And here we come with our dreams, guys. I hope you're going somewhere with your dreams. I hope you haven't abandoned them, but you are moving into it with your dreams. Listen, a life that is just getting by, just existing, is a life without dreams and purpose. Because every one of us in the was in the mind of God, in the heart of God, before we were ever formed in our mother's womb and we had purpose deposited on the inside of us, given to us, it's heavenly DNA to accomplish what God has called us to do. Heavenly DNA to accomplish your dreams and your purpose, but the devil won't take it lying down. I don't remember the address, but I read a scripture this morning about, it says he gives us a satisfying life. So if we're just existing... 
well, there's no satisfaction in that. But if we're striving after the, the callings of God and the will of God and the purposes of God for our lives, if we're seeking his face, then he, we will be satisfied no matter what our situation is. That's true. And there is a joy mm-hmm. that comes in fulfilling your purpose that I can't explain. Mm-hmm. You just got to do it. And you can through Christ. I'm not any smarter. I'm not mm-hmm. any talented. I'm not any more educated. Trust me. Trust there's, me. There's even a joy when we're in the midst of something that is hard. We can still raise up, rise above what we're feeling and focus our eyes back on the Lord and say, I just love you, Lord. I thank you that I'm your favorite. I thank you that you have good plans for me. I thank you that what I'm feeling right now is not the truth. And we can encourage ourselves and still find that joy in that place in him where we're secure and satisfied. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Praise the name of God. You know, so because he goes out in the field where his brothers are who are mad and jealous and envious, And uh, what they're doing is they're coming against the dream. (laughs) Come on, you need to get that. That's good. The naysayers and the haters and the one that says, what's going to happen? Yeah. We're not really warring against them anyway. Yeah, that's right. It's the devil. Yeah, principalities. (laughs) Yeah, it's to stop the dream. So here, behold, this this dreamer comes. We shall see what becomes of his dreams. Yeah, yeah. We're going to see in the Bible. It's written down as an example the whole account is out there to see what comes of his dreams. We all know, just a little, a little side note, just go to the very end. He saves a nation. God uses, uses him to save the nation of Egypt and surrounding areas and his own family. But back to where we are now. His brothers strip him of his coat. You ever feel like somebody just stripped you of everything? You've lost everything. You don't know how you're going to make it. It feels like, man, these people have done me wrong. Da, 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 da. And you feel like you've just been stripped bare. They stripped him of his coat, which was his glory, part of his glory. It was symbolic of his father's love and favor. Cast him into a pit. They threw him into a waterless pit. He was sold for 20 pieces of silver, which is what, um, oh, who was it that portrayed Jesus? We should know this. And 20 pieces of silver, and he went out and hanged himself. Oh, you're talking about Judas? Judas. Thank you. Judas, the, the Judas. one that betrayed him. Yeah. Yes, I'm like, I could not think well, of the you, name. Well, you almost got through the day without yeah. one of those moments. <laughs> Judas is not a hard one. <laughs> oh, Jesus. See, that's why I was telling you, people just step out and do what you got to do because you can do that it. That was 30 you pieces. 30, was it 30 pieces of silver? Okay, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Apparently, my little brain is uh, went on vacation for a little bit. Vacation, <laughs> but it did involve money. It did involve money. M O N E Y. Oh Jesus! I think God just keeps me around just for fun, you know. Just <laughs> He lets me go out and minister just just for entertainment sometimes. I'm certain He lets me see it so <laughs> yeah. I can be entertained. My whole team are, are entertained quite often with what I do, and I'm not even doing it on purpose. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, right. it just happens naturally. But anyway, so this is what his his brothers did. They stripped him of his coat, cast him into pit, they sold him, and he got picked up by Potiphar. Uh, he ended up in Potiphar's house. He was the uh, captain of the guard, an officer of Pharaoh. So sometimes on the way to our dream being fulfilled, you get stripped, you get sold, and uh, you get 
uh, you, you get in, sometimes slavery happens, you know, uh, and you're a place you don't want to be. However, Joseph was not a slave in his heart. He may have been physically trapped there, but he was, that wasn't who he was in his spirit. This young man still had a dream. In Genesis 39, 2, it says the Lord was with Joseph. He was a prosperous man. He prospered in Potiphar's house. So pit to Potiphar, and he's still prospering. See, there's the thing. He, it didn't mean just money. He was prospering in his mind. He was prospering in his spirit. He was prospering in his heart, in his dream. He was honing his skills to lead. I mean, think about that. Because he was going to be second in command of all Egypt and save many people alive is what the scripture says because of the famine. So he was learning where he was to make good out of a bad situation. He, in fact, I want you to get this. Your pit and your Potiphar's house where you're serving at could be the very training mm-hmm. that you need so that you could completely fulfill your purpose and your destiny and save many people alive. Well, it teaches us who we are. It teaches us who, who, in whom we believe and in whom we trust and in whom we put our hope in. So if we're in those pits and we are allowing the Holy Spirit to give us rest and just seeking the Lord, then we know that when something happens, when we are fulfilling our purposes, that um, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us and nothing will shake us. Yep. And But here's what some people do, Dawn, whenever they're in that pit or in that they're serving or working somewhere they don't want to be. Okay, they're in Potiphar's house. Mm-hmm. They stop. They give up. They lose the dream. They get mad. They get crushed. They get crushed, they get mad, and they believe the lie that the devil's selling. Uh, Well, this can't be God. Well, I'm not saying God did it, but God allowed it for his glory. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is dig in, get the character and the nature of God when you're in that pit. See, some people just get mad, and they just get mad at God, other people. They're jealous, they're envious, they're in competition. They throw up their hands, they give up. This is never going to happen, blah, 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 whenever. And then you delay your time in that pit. You delay your time at Potiphar's house working, serving somewhere you don't want to be. I when don't want to stay in a no, pit. No, me neither. <laughs> when really God is giving you the very skills, experience, traits, character, uh, divine connections. Mm-hmm. Come on, think about it. All those things were happening and building in Joseph, who was a young man, who was, listen, he was taken completely away from his entire family. Can you imagine, I don't know if you're a young kid, young man, very young man, and you get stolen, your brothers, they're first going to kill you, and one of them stands up for you and says, no, let's just put him in the pit, and then we'll sell him. So, I mean, you know, that's a great, you know, I, you know, I thought that my family was dysfunctional. You know, but you were, here they are. They send him off with a traveling caravan going to Egypt. They sell him off. He ends up in an Egyptian culture that he knows nothing about. And everything is turned completely upside down in this young man's, I mean, put yourself, think a minute, put yourself in this young man's shoes. He did nothing to deserve it. He did nothing to deserve it. 
Here he is. All he did was tell his dream. That's what he did is he told his dream. But the enemy came in to destroy. But this young man, he didn't just get mad. Well, I'm not going to serve. Listen, if he hadn't done what he needed to do in Potiphar's house, he wouldn't end up in Pharaoh's court. If he would have given up and stopped and he would have uh, got a bad attitude and depressed and angry, he would not have entered into Pharaoh's court. But praise God for young men, young people, older people like me, that will say yes and embrace where you are. Embrace the Spirit of God in whatever situation you are in. Come on, that's good. Embrace the Spirit of the Lord and what He's doing in your life. Get your eyes off what the devil's doing. What is God doing in the midst of what you're walking through? And allow Him to build that character and that nature. And allow the Holy Spirit to change what needs to be changed so you can get to, the, to where that dream is filled. So you can ride that tidal wave. You know, I'm still learning. I'm still in training every day until God takes me home. But I'm in it. We're in it. And so Joseph, he sold off, but he was a prosperous man because he cooperated with the Spirit of God. You know, uh, uh, the scripture, I believe in Acts, talks about kicking against the pricks. In other words, what God is doing in your life. Don't, don't oppose yourself. I, I mean, I can tell you there's a lot of times I've opposed myself. I've been my own worst enemy. We're rebuking the enemy when it's really God teaching us something, helping us through something. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's his purpose, not, right, not right. our will. <laughs> and that devil just won't buke, you know. <laughs> I had a friend that said the devil could be dead 10 years. We'd still be rebuking him. And <laughs> he would be what now? We'd still be blaming him for stuff and rebuking him. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true, Harley. That is so true. When we're, you know, we're giving God's, him credit, right? Yeah, giving him credit right, is what you do. Yeah, yeah. Whenever God always has a plan, He's never twiddling His thumbs. He's never wringing His hands, saying He doesn't ever say, "Oh my God, I don't know what to do." <laughs> he never says that because He is God. You know, He is God. Now the master saw that uh, Joseph, that the Lord was with him. He made him prosper in all that he did. I mean, he turned all his whole household over to him. And Joseph was in charge of everything. The Lord blessed Potiphar's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all he had in his house and, fled, and, and filled it. So your blessing, your anointing, uh, you moving into your gifting and doing what you need to do, even in a difficult situation, can bless somebody else. Right. And make them want to serve God. I mean, if you got anything in your life going on that says people go, hmm, there's something good. Going. God's doing something in their life. Now, I know what they're walking through, but yet they've got their head up high, Harley. They're, they're still serving God. They're not mad at God. They're not giving up, and they've not given up on the dreams and lay down and quit, crawled in a hole or curled up in a little ball and, you know, crying. Although we all sometimes want to do that, me included. <laughs> but whenever we enter into that, God uses it for his glory. But I love the fact that even Potiphar's house was blessed. He left all, Genesis 39, 6 says, he left all that he had in Joseph's house and he knew not all he had. In other words, he didn't even know what all was coming in and going because he so trusted this young man because Joseph had embraced the teaching of the Lord. And Joseph was a goodly person and well-favored. Joseph then in 39.7, it's my friend, Leah. She's come in. Hi, Leah. <laughs> we love you, Leah. See, okay, hang on. You're going to have to say hi. 
You got to say it in the microphone. Oh. Hello. She sings oh. with me, and she's been with me in ministry forever, and I love her. And so thank you for coming in. I was just How may, may I just in. go ahead and interview you and everything, you know? <laughs> she might balk on me on that one. Okay, I'll go back to the teaching. I'll leave okay. you alone, Liam. So the Lord blessed Potiphar's house. All that he had was in Joseph's hand. Joseph was a goodly person. He was well-favored. Then you know what happens? The devil. The devil. His wife, an older woman, she cast her eyes upon Joseph. Apparently Joseph was handsome, and he was a good guy. And, you know, he, he was a godly man, and it, that's attractive, you know. But the devil got in there, and she kept after him day after day after day. I mean, let's get real. Day after day, she was seducing this young man, or trying to. She was trying to get him to, to go to bed with her, and he refused to do it. Wow. Wow. A godly young man who knew how to keep his flesh in check. That'll preach right there. Or a godly young woman. I mean, it's hard. It's, you know. But yet to lean into the Spirit of God to say no to what you need to say no to because of purpose. To lean into God to stand against the uh, temptations of the enemy because you've got a dream. See, I think part of it was because he had a dream. He knew that he could not uh, go to bed with Potiphar's wife because he had a dream and he had a purpose. Had priorities straight. Thank you. He had, that's right, Harley. He had his priorities straight. Just like Jesus for the, for the uh, joy that was set before him endured the cross, right? So he went through that. He said, no, I'm not going to give up. I have a dream. They're going to bow down. They're going to worship. Now, I mean, yeah, that's a dream. But he knew, in other words, he was going to be an authority and he was going to rule. That was the real thing. He was going to rise up into authority. God wants us to rise up into our authority, to rise up and rule on this earth for the kingdom of God, to rise up and know, bye, Leah, love you. <laughs> All right. But to rise up in that authority and reign and rule in our area, in our place, in our purpose. So this young man said no to a very uh, natural uh, craving. He said no. It can be done. Young women, young men can stand and walk in holiness and keep themselves pure. They can by the help of the Lord. So his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph and she said, lie with me, but he refused. I'm going to tell you what, your dream and your purpose is worth refusing the devil's counterfeits and the devil's pleasures and the, and the worldly things. And you can do it through Christ. So he refused because he had a higher purpose. He had a vision. He had a dream. It's just like me being on that tsunami tidal wave. It's like, no, I got to ride this wave. And the enemy loves to use guilt and guilt and condemnation to keep you from doing what you want to do. So mm -hmm. if, if you had have taken that opportunity to go and lie with his wife, with another man's wife, even after asking forgiveness, I know how much the enemy tries to make me feel like a low-down, dirty scoundrel unable to accomplish the things of God. So not only did, would he destroy his vision he would just in his purpose he would uh, you know heap more upon him of guilt and condemnation and 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 terrible feelings and just unable to to function properly mm -hmm. yeah amen now now here's another thing don so now he's stoned in jail he's in prison and it's a dungeon what did he do he rose to the top now mm -hmm. the jailer 
put everything under his hand. Everything is under his hand because the Lord was with him. And everything that he did, the Lord made to prosper. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is keeping his mind on Lord God. Lord. He's mm-hmm. keeping his mind on what he's called to do. And he's rising to the top, no matter if he's in a pit or he's in Potiphar's house or he's in prison. He is still keeping his head about him. He is not letting the circumstances dictate to him and rule him and be an authority over him. He's standing up and he is shining for God. Mm-hmm. He is shining with the glory he, of the Lord. He could have stayed in the shackles. Yeah, he could have stayed in the in the molly grubs in the pit of the prison and just laid there and died. Yeah, if he wanted to, because he he didn't do what he didn't do anything to deserve to be there. He didn't go sleep with that man's wife. He didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. But instead of saying, you know what, Lord, I don't like this circumstance, but I'm going to see what else you can do with mm-hmm. it because I didn't do anything wrong. That's right. He was lied on. Mm-hmm. He was lied about. Mm-hmm. Right. And so sometimes we're lied about, we're talked about, where people are envious and in competition and because they don't see the kingdom of God. They don't see the kingdom of God for them. Right. We can't and, see the principalities coming against us. We can only see the people. Right. And so we get mad at the people and get stirred up with what's happening with them instead of looking at God and looking above it and saying, mm-hmm. okay, what am I facing here, Lord? What, what is my weapon of warfare right now? Because it's not this person. That's right. It is not. And that's one thing we have to keep in mind. So he's in the jail, and the Pharaoh's baker and butler are in jail too. They have dreams. He interprets the dreams. They come to pass. The baker dies. I mean, I hate to give that. I would hate to be the one to give that interpretation. I wouldn't mind the butler one, but the baker, you know, take his head off. Uh, He tells him that's exactly what happened in three days. But the butler was restored to his position in three days, just as he said. And here's what Joseph said. When you get there, don't forget about me. And what did he do? He forgot him. (laughs) So now he's forgotten about him. Add insult to injury. Mm -hmm. Lied on, talked about, envied. I can't wait for losing here. (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, I'm thinking this kid's pretty resilient, Mm -hmm. you know. He's he's gotten in a place in God Mm -hmm. that he just keeps going. He just keeps going. He keeps going. So he's in there. And then because Pharaoh has a dream that all of the magicians, none of them could interpret it. (laughs) Because Joseph had the true gift. The gift of interpretation. God, see, what God has, the devil has a counterfeit for. And so he, <laughs> they couldn't do it. Here comes Joseph. He gets all cleaned up, put the clothes on him, take him in there. He tells him completely what's going to happen. You're going to have seven years of plenty, seven years of famine. You need to find someone with wisdom and discernment and discreet and wise that can prepare for the seven years of plenty so that there's not, that everybody doesn't die, that they survive. So what does Pharaoh say? Can we find such a one as this is? In a man in whom the Spirit of God is. Key. The Spirit of God is there. God showed you all this. There is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Now, now... He's getting, you know, somebody's encouraging, someone's mm-hmm. speaking into his destiny and affirming it. But you're not always going to get that. Believe mm-hmm. me. You're not always going to have somebody affirming, oh, yeah, you're called to do that. Go, go, do it. You're not always going to get that. Sometimes they're going to be, uh, here comes that dreamer. <laughs> Put her in a pit. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been in some pits, but praise God, I came out. But see, this man, the highest person in all of Egypt recognized, uh, Pharaoh recognized the gift and the mm-hmm. spirit of God mm-hmm. in Joseph. The gift that he had been honing all of his life mm-hmm. to administrate, mm-hmm. to save, to delegate, 
to lead, to have a divine strategy from God for the plenty and the famine. Mm -hmm. That'll preach right there, but I'm running out of time. He had a divine plan from the Mm -hmm. Spirit of God, but it wasn't just for him. I want you to get this as we're winding this down. It's not just about Mm -hmm. us. It is so that we can save many people alive. Genesis uh, 50.20 says... Because then his, then his brothers even came before him because they have no food in the land of Goshen, I think. Uh, I don't know. Apparently words aren't, names and words aren't quite coming to me, so don't quote me on that. So they come to Egypt to buy grain because they're starving. There's a famine. They don't recognize Joseph because he's all dressed up in the Egyptian garb. He's got a beard. They don't recognize his voice because he was a young boy when, he, when they sold him. And anyway, long story short, because we got to end. Famine, they come to him, they don't recognize him, they buy the grain. God's, God, they bring their father, they reunite. Joseph forgives them. Mm-hmm. Joseph to be the bread for the right, ones that actually yeah, tore him up. We get to, to share with them the bread of life mm-hmm. and even sometimes physical bread. And so here is what Joseph said to them, because they're afraid now that their father died, that he was going to throw them in prison and be harsh with them. He says, You intended it to harm me. Get this, get this. Key scripture, Genesis 50, 20. You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. You've got to keep that perspective in your life. He said, he brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Listen, your position and your place in life is for God's purpose, and it's to save many people alive, whether it be literally save their lives or spiritually or speak into their lives, encourage them, help them along the path, help them to, uh, to believe their dreams and walk in their destiny. I love, in whatever little way I can, to help somebody to help hone their gifting and give them a platform that they can move into it. And that's why I've always had young people on my praise team to develop those gifts. I love it. But what the devil meant for harm or somebody else meant for harm, if you will allow it, God will turn it for good. God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save lives of many people. Well, praise God. We're about to run out of time. I want to invite you to go to Family Worship Center on May the 20th, 10 a.m. I'm going to be leading worship with my team, and I'm going to be preaching. And it's Come to the Water Conference. More information at 830-739-3906, 830-739-3906. Remember, you can call our toll-free prayer line at 866-241-0579. And if you would like to bless our ministry, text the word GIVE to 830-477-0013. Thank you so much for joining. I can't wait to see you next week.